Hello everyone, welcome to Tabitha Stories and the series On The Go. Today, I am honored to have Ember as our guest, who is passionate about teaching others and helping them discover their own love for aerialism. Throughout this episode, Ember will share stories of her journey as an aerialist teacher. We will also explore the topic of how doing sports can teach us new things and hear Ember's insights on how learning a new skill can help us to become better learners in other areas of our lives. To wrap up the episode, Ember will share what she feels grateful for on this day. Get ready for an uplifting conversation that will leave you feeling inspired and motivated. Well, you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Can you t- can you share to us about teaching? How is this, is teaching for you? Um, teaching. It's it depends if you're teaching, like who you're teaching. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it could be like a negative experience, and the student is just not liking something that you're teaching, and they want to learn something else, but they can't until they progress in this sort of way. But then it can be really, I guess, uplifting and nice to be teaching someone that likes what they're doing and wants to learn and grow and be successful. Mm-hmm. But there's kind of that like spot in the middle where like someone might not really want to be there, but they're trying it, like trying their best or they're forced to be there. Because a lot of the kids that I teach at California Dance Company, their parents force them to be there. And so they're not having a good time and they're making my life miserable. But the kids that actually want to be there, they actually like growing and want to learn as many new tricks as possible. So that's really nice and uplifting to hear when they thank me for For teaching them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And then adults... Teaching adults is a lot different than kids. Why is that? Because they, for one, they're a lot smarter. And they oh. pay, They have a good attention span, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. But then you have those adults that are kind of rude to you because you're a lot younger than them. So they think they know more than you do, mm-hmm. which that I hate that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of split. So it can yeah. be a positive experience or a negative experience. And, and how do you handle that experience? Like, how have you learned to handle with adults who are rude? Usually, I just, because they're adults, I can usually just talk to them and say, oh, I don't appreciate you talking to me in this way, which some people might not like how straightforward I am, mm-hmm. and then others might appreciate that I am being straightforward. But with kids it's kind of hard to be straightforward with them because they're just like go 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 all the time and they don't really listen to you so yeah i think it's good that you have a that you are straightforward and you told them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i try to be as straightforward as possible because if they don't know what i'm thinking then they might just think i'm thinking something differently and then everything goes bad yeah 
I think it's, it's better to communicate it than to mm -hmm. hold it and not say it. Mm -hmm. um, and as you're mentioning, uh, parents forcing their, their kids to mm -hmm. do it, what, what are your thoughts on that? What is your opinion? Um, well, I think if a child, I think a child should be able to choose what they want to do. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, like I was a very difficult kid when I was younger. I didn't want to do anything because mm -hmm. my anxiety was so off the roof. So my mom forced me to do just a couple sports to see if I liked them or not, which I hated, but I ended up liking it. So sometimes it's good to force someone to do something they don't want to do because then they end up liking it. But then other times it messes with the kids like health mm -hmm. and mental health. So it's kind of 50-50. Yeah. I'm not really on one side or the other. It's, it's one of those things that you kind of like don't have to push them, but you have mm -hmm. to show them Yeah. Mm -hmm. where can they go and you have to guide them. Yeah. And if you can do that well, then he, the kid will probably like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you want them to be successful right away and you're thinking of yourself as you're pushing them, mm -hmm. then it affects them because you don't get to listen to their reaction, how they're how they're reacting to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And once you know you can pick on that, I think you can easily adjust yourself to, okay, what is it that he likes? What is it that he doesn't like? And you can show them that way, kind of mm -hmm. like guide them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, well, I kind of think of it like a river. So since we're in a river. Yeah. It's kind of like the river flows and you have to let the kid flow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they determine which direction they go. Mm -hmm. But the, yeah. yeah, just guidance. Yeah. Guidance is key. And then they can decide if they want to take it or if they don't. Yeah. Yeah, and I was kind of like in the same situation. Well, I've been very active since I was a kid. Hmm. But I had a... For me, the event that changed my life happened when I was 13 years old, and that was when I moved to study at the United States. Oh. Um, it's like my, my whole point of view of the world just changed completely, because I didn't speak any English at all. Oh, so that must have been a hard transition. Yeah. And uh, for me, that was a moment that changed my life, and I joined sports because I didn't speak any English and mm -hmm. no, knowing the language, sometimes you got to find a way how you can learn it. Mm -hmm. And so I started running a lot yeah. and then by running, I would compete with my friends and that's how I began to learn a little bit of English. Oh. Then I play soccer again, uh, but I was getting into fights while I was playing soccer. I oh. was fighting the kids. Oh, that's, that's yeah. not good. <laughs> And then I had a few, I had four fights in middle school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, in high school, that's when I found wrestling. But the thing is, my parents, they had never pushed me to do anything. Hmm. It has always been my choice, at least for me. Hmm. And when, they, when I moved here, they were like, hey, you're an adult right now, and you gotta start making your choices. Hmm. And I found out that if you wrestle, you can go to college. Oh, that is true. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I started wrestling to make it to college. Mm. And for me, that was kind of like, I just did sports to go to school. And eventually I learned English doing cool. sports. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. One of my students is from Russia mm -hmm. and she barely knows any English. Well, when she first started Silk, she barely knew any English, but she knows quite a bit now. And mm -hmm. I think it's just from being in the, like in the class. And she also mm -hmm. goes to public school. Yeah. So that must help a lot too. Yeah. She's always around people that speak English. Yeah. I think what it does is just the activity itself, mm -hmm. because you're able to get out of your thoughts, yeah. whatever you're thinking, mm -hmm. and you're able to experience. And so it's one of those things where you're hearing the language as you're doing something. Mm -hmm. And as you're doing something, then you kind of like think, okay, so what does uh, this mean? And you can easily connect it to the activity that you're doing. Hmm. And so that's how you, I think, you can learn the language. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And how was it school for you? How was it being homeschooled? It was, it was good. I really liked it because I had a lot of freedom mm -hmm. and I got to be with my family like 24-7, which I didn't love most of the time, but I'm thankful that I was with my family because a lot of kids in the public school system, they barely see their family because mm -hmm. they're at school eight hours a day yeah. and then they got homework when they get home and they're just working all the time, it seems like. Especially like because my friends, they were homeschooled and not homeschooled, uh, public school. And a lot, of, a lot of them are still in the public school system mm -hmm. and they hate it. They wow. say they have no free time for themselves. But then I have a couple that actually really like it because it's social mm -hmm. and they get to socialize a lot. Yeah. So I see a plus sign to mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I, I, I think I see what you see. <laughs> And I hear what you're saying. And so we, are, we have 10 minutes in the show. I'm going to give you, well, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make you the host of the show oh. for five minutes. Okay. So right now you're the host and you can take the podcast, whatever it is that you want to take it. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, you said you played soccer, right? Mm -hmm. So how was that? What got you into playing soccer? Uh, it was my brother. Oh, I always follow my brother. Hmm. Yeah, my older brother. He played soccer and I wanted to do what he did. Oh, yeah. cool. Do you still play soccer or was that just... That's done for me. Oh. Yeah. Does your brother still play? He still plays. Oh. Yeah. Did he move to the United States also or... Yeah, we moved together. Oh. Yeah. Fun. And did your just you and your brother come to the United States or did your whole family? It, just, it was just me and him. Hmm. Uh, I have family here, so my family was just waiting for us to come here to oh. see them. So why did you want to come to the United States? I wanted to meet my mom. Hmm. I never knew her. Oh. It, it was just one of those things she left when I was three years old, oh. so I didn't know who she was. Hmm. And I think it's just one of those things that I would say, it's just like, I think as you get older, you will find mm -hmm. things that will change your life. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was a moment that was going to change my life, just meeting her. Wow. And so, uh, when I think sometimes you make decisions, you make them based on the 
experience you want to get mm -hmm. and the people you want to know. And I wanted to know her. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I was in kind of a similar situation because I'm adopted and I never knew my biological mom. Mm -hmm. But when I was, I think, 11, I finally got to meet her at her store. And mm -hmm. that was kind of life-changing because I'd yeah. never met her before and I didn't know what she would be like or who she would be or nothing. But she's actually a really kind, sweet lady. Wow. And now we see her pretty frequently. Wow. So it was really nice. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite place that you have been to so far? I've been to Fresno. I like Fresno. Oh. Because what do you do in Fresno? Well, they have a great wrestling program. Oh. It's like the capital of wrestling. Hmm. And so if you want to get better in the sport, that's where you go. And so I was there for two years, and I learned so much being there, mm. and I love the culture so much that, for me, that's kind of like home, just being around the sport and just learning from people who are very smart, very wise. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like, wow. it's kind of like you going to Circus LA, right? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that place that has mm. that potential. And that can take you to... Like amazing places. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? What is your... I think I asked you that question. I think you did. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. I asked you that question. You shared to me about the cowboy huts. Oh, no. That's one of the places that I have been that I oh. thought was interesting. Because oh. they had a lot of cowboy stuff there. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it's Texas. Yeah. But um, I think my favorite place that I've been to is Oregon. Oregon? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of nature. Yeah, a lot yeah. of nature. And it, it's really pretty there. Yeah. And it's cool. It's not hot like Redding. Oh. So I really like that. Yeah. Were you like all the way to the north or kind of like close? Um, we went to Gold Beach. That's normally where I go. Oh, okay. So it's kind of the, I would say, the north? I'm not sure where gold beach yeah. is. Is, it, is there gold in the beach? No, oh. I wish. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, now we are going to our last question of the show. Okay. And so basically is, what are you grateful for today? One of the things I'm grateful for are my parents, because they... They are very open-minded people mm -hmm. and they gave me a happy, loving home and didn't want to, they didn't force me to do too many things I didn't really want to do mm -hmm. and that would be bad for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful for them. Yeah. And I'm also grateful for, I guess, living, living where I do because I live by a lot of wildlife and I'm like, right when I step out my door, I'm just in the wildlife. Yeah. I can go, cause like the lake is like, like 15 minutes away. Yeah. So if I ever get bored at home, I just go to the lake and then relax. Wow. So I'm really glad I live here. Wow. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing that with us in Tabito Stories. And uh, many years from now, I would like to interview you again. And I would like to know what has changed in your life. Okay. And what's new? Yeah. So sweet. 
Okay. Well, thank you for being part of Tabito Stories and for your time. Thank you.